Well, good morning, Rock Church. How's everybody doing? You good? It's good to see you guys. So I'm glad that you're here. Let me just ask a question, just straight off this video that you just watched. Does it feel like Christmas? Like, like I see some heads, some yes, some no. Let me ask it a different way. What does Christmas feel like? Because some of you are like, it feels like Christmas. Others are like, it doesn't feel like Christmas. Well, well, let's just make it real simple. What does Christmas feel like? Do me a favor. Like if you're sitting next to somebody, um, just turn to them and just explain to them what you think Christmas feels like. All right? Go ahead. You got 10 seconds tops. What does Christmas feel like? All right, three, two, one, here we go. Now, now I'm not going to have you shout out because I, I, I think I know what you said. Like, I think some people wanted to say, wanted to say, Christmas feels like snuggling up on the couch with a little blanket with the Christmas tree on and a fire in the fireplace and maybe a hot uh, cup of cocoa or a glass of wine and a good movie. That's what you want to say. <laughs> But nobody has that one going on, do you? Right? Like, like maybe there's a couple of you that, that have gotten to that part. How many of you actually said Christmas feels busy, hurried, expensive? That's a grandma talking right there, a mom talking right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like uh, Christmas feels anxious. Christmas feels depressing. Christmas feels lonely. Christmas feels sad. And now I hope that maybe some of you also said Christmas feels joyous and Christmas feels happy and Christmas is good. Like, like here's what I'm trying to get at. There's a range of emotions you will experience over Christmas. And we think that Christmas is all about joy and happiness, and it should be. There should be elements of that. But the reality is, the feeling of Christmas is a whole range of emotions. So the question I want to narrow down on is not, what does Christmas feel like, but more, how do I find Christmas in the midst of the emotion that I'm feeling? And I want you to think about that because everybody here is probably feeling a different emotion today because you had a different week. We've had a different experiences. So take whatever emotion you might be dealing with today and say, how do I find Christmas in the midst of that emotion? And I think I've got a way. That I think I've got a way that, that actually what I'm going to say today can hit no matter what emotion you're dealing with today or something different happens tomorrow and you have a different emotion, it can help you tomorrow or on Tuesday or Wednesday or Friday of next week or whenever that if you'll learn some things from the two individuals we're going to look at, we can figure out how to find Christmas no matter what I'm feeling. And... and and the two words I'm going to give you is to pause so that you can do what is proper. But I'm not even going to talk about those until the last five minutes of the message. Because before I talk about those, 
we got to look at these people's emotions and what they discovered in the midst of their emotions. And the two people is a couple that, that if you've heard about Christmas or been to church at all, you probably heard of them, Mary and Joseph. And I want us to look at their emotions, and we're going to look at, at how they experience some joy, and we're going to look at how they experience some despair, all right? Now, the first one we're going to really look at is a lady named Mary. Now, Mary would have been a teenager, and we hear about her from a guy named Luke. Uh, I say this often, but in case you're new with us, Luke is a guy who wanted to write a historical account of Scripture because he wanted to share it with a guy he knew. He said, I want to tell you about about this Jesus guy that I'm following. Uh, so he wrote it down, and we still have the words accurately held today. This is what we see. It's Luke chapter 1. It reads like this. It says, In the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to, to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. All right? Now, it's important for us to understand this point here, that, that she was engaged to Joseph. Mary would have been a teenager. We don't know her exact age, uh, probably 16, maybe 18, definitely young. And she was engaged to a man named Joseph. Now, engagement back then was way different than engagement today. All right? Like engagement today is it's good. You know what I mean? Like, like we get great pictures of it, and we're saying, this is my plan, but there's no, nothing legally binding in about an engagement. If you want to break off an engagement, you just break it off, all right? Back then, it was totally different. Back then, if you were engaged, they, they would use a word called betrothed, and what it would mean is you were in a legal agreement, that a decision had been made, and what would happen is oftentimes it was arranged marriages anyway, that, that they'd come together, they would strike an agreement, they would have an, an engagement, a betrothal, where they said, this guy, this gal, they're going to get married, they are legally bound to one another, but they don't live together, they don't sleep together, they're not married. What would happen at that point is the guy would go home and he would prepare his house, he would prepare his room for his bride. He'd get his finances ready, and then at the right time, send for his bride, she would come, they'd have the wedding, and then they would move in, typically into an extension of their parents' house, all right? To break this engagement, you would have to file for divorce, okay? So it's a legally bound engagement. So that's where we're at. Let me continue on. It says, Gabriel, remember he's an angel, appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Guys, I could honestly stop right here and not read any more scriptures today. That everything I am going to say today is right here in this scripture. When the angel said, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. That, that, that if you want to know how to find Christmas in the midst of your emotions, realize that you're favored and that God is with you. It's that simple. No matter what you're feeling today, if you want to find Christmas in the midst of your emotions, realize that you are favored and that he is with you. Let me show this favored thing a little bit further. It says, confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. 
Don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, for the, you have found favor with God. That you found favor. Well, what does favor mean? It means for. It means that God is for you. And, and that's kind of the first thing I want you to catch today. If you're having a great day, a day of joy, a day of happiness, remember God is for you. If you're having a depressing day, a day of sadness, a day of despair, remember God is for you. That, that too many times we think God is against us. That, that we think that, that God hates us, that, that God doesn't want to be around us. That, that here's what I think. I think some of us treat God like he's Santa Claus. You, you know what I'm saying there? Any, curious, any of you parents have a picture of your child attempting to sit on Santa Claus' lap? And not liking it. Anybody with me? A couple of you. Like, like maybe the picture looks a little bit like, like this. Like just a, just a kid going nuts, right? Like, like maybe, maybe you've seen a picture like that. That, that just a, a kid running away from, uh, from Santa Claus. I think sometimes we do that with God. That, that we look at, look at God and, and, and we think of God as if... He's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's going to find out who's naughty or nice. Like we think of God like that. And we take our lives and go, man, he, all God's doing is he's some old dude up in the sky with a big beard going, well, he was good, but then he was bad, 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 good, bad, 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 somewhat good. You see what I'm getting at? And we evaluate our life off of this idea that there's no way I can please God because he's against me. I want you to see what Mary saw, and what Mary saw was that God was for her because Mary heard you are favored. And, and we know that God is for her because, because he ended up saying that, that you're going to be with child. That, that he says this, it's, it's verse 26. It says, Gabriel appeared to her and said, greeting, favored woman, the Lord is with you. It, it continues on, it says, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. That, that what, what the angel was saying to Mary is that, that you're going to have a son, his name is Jesus, and he is going to be the promised Messiah. He is for you. And Mary, when she's hearing that, would have understood the prophecies. She would have understood everything that, about the coming Messiah. And in that moment, she recognizes Jesus is coming. And I want us to realize that, that, that in the midst of Joy or despair or any other range of emotion, realize that God is for you because he sent Jesus for you. That might not make sense. I know I shouldn't use the word the same way in the same sentence, but God sent Jesus for you because he is for you. Do you see that? That he sent Jesus as a substitute, that he sent Jesus on your behalf. 
Because the reality is we've all sinned. We've all messed up. We all need to be held consequence for our sin. And the way that God judges us, the way God holds our sin uh, accountable is he sent Jesus for us to be a substitute, to, to come in our place. So he does judge us, but he judges us through the blood of Jesus. And for that, I'm thankful because it proves to me and it shows me that God sent Jesus for me because he is for me. And whatever emotion you're dealing with today, I want you to realize he is for you, but he's also with you, right? Look back at the text. It goes on, it reads like this. It says, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. Which makes sense. She's going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, are you talking about something long off in the future? Because the language you're using is it sounds like you're talking it's going to happen now, but, but I've never slept with anybody. And then the angel goes on and says, well, the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. That the angel is saying, oh, no, I want you to realize that, no, God is coming. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, he is going to be with you. And you're going to have a child even though you've never had sex. And I know that sounds crazy. Like, let's just admit it. Like, if you don't have faith, you'll be like, all right, Josh, this is where you lost me, okay? When, when, you, when you go talking about a virgin birth, that doesn't make sense. I understand how, how you might feel that way. But what Mary saw and what was proved to her, what I have seen, what has been proved to me, is this line is true at the bottom of the sentence, for the word of God will never fail. Anybody agree with me on that? For the word of God will never fail. That what, what the angel said to Mary in that moment was, listen, you can take this to the bank. Because what I'm telling you is true. And the angel says so much so that, hey, you've got a relative. Her name is Elizabeth. You, you can go on and go visit her, and she is with child late in her years already. You will be, see that the word of God will never fail. And I think too many times we miss that mark on the word of God. If we're honest, if I could go down a rabbit trail for a second, I think too many times that we look at God's word and we think, well, that's, that's old. I mean, that was 2,000 years ago, that we dismiss it, that we, we ignore it, that we, we hide it. But the word of God today is just as true as it was 2,000 years ago. And it can lead you through all of your emotions and to the best life possible. Outside of it, I ain't got much to say. Like, if I had to be honest, outside of God's word... I ain't got much to say, but inside of God's word, I got everything because it brings life. And what it shows us in this text is that God is with us. So, so I want to challenge you with, with Mary's words that, that whatever range of emotions you're going through today, realize that God is for you and that he is with you, whether that helps bring joy or if you're in the midst of a, of a time of depression. That, that even Mary recognized this because she left where she was with the angel, hurried off to visit her, her relative Elizabeth, and when she walked in, Elizabeth just said, wow, you're here? The baby in my belly just jumped for joy. 
And then they had a conversation about what was going on. And then Mary broke forth into song. It says it this way. It's Luke uh, chapter 1, verse 46. It says, Mary responded, oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. That, that Mary is saying, I am full of joy. Even though chaos is all around me, I am full of joy because I realize God is for me and God is with me. Now, now what about Joseph? Let's talk about Joseph for a second. When we get into Joseph's story, we have to realize something different. That, that Joseph was dealing with some darkness. That, that Joseph was dealing with some depression. That Joseph would have been dealing with some despair. And reality of Christmas is Christmas is a time where there's a lot of depression. Christmas is a time where there's a lot of despair. Christmas is a time where there's a lot of darkness. There's some widows, widowers, who maybe this is your first Christmas, and you're having to experience Christmas without the love of your life sitting next to you. And that's real. This week, I was sitting at home watching um, TV. I was wrapping presents with Krista, and as we were wrapping, I went ahead and put something on, on the TV, and I, I picked a Hallmark movie. <laughs> yeah, you heard me right, Daryl. I picked a Hallmark movie. Y'all can make fun of me all you want. I don't care. You know what I mean? But, but, but it's just like, it's what I wanted to watch. So I put it on, and we're watching, watching the show and wrapping presents, and Chris is like, Boy, you picked the feel-good movie of the year here. It was about a lady who had lost her husband and a daughter who had obviously lost her dad. And that's real. I don't know it's just a movie, but that's real. And some of you are walking through that for the first time. And we can talk joy all we want, but you go, man, I'm trying to find joy, but I got a lot of despair going on. Some of you kids, you're walking through this season and just something's going on with mom and dad and it's not the same and there's depression. Some of you ladies are dealing with some anxiety and you're struggling. Some of you men, we don't like to admit it as men, but as men, there's many of us in here who are walking through darkness and depression and stress and anxiety, and we like to say, no, I'll just bury it deep. It'll be all right. I'll just pull my boots on, put my boots on, and I'll be fine. But it's okay to admit that it, we're not okay. I want everybody to know that because too many times we're not willing to admit it, and we need to admit that we're not okay. See, I don't think Joseph was okay in the moment. You got to remember, he had a plan. He had went home. He was getting his house together, getting everything together so that he could take Mary as his wife. And, and Mary comes to him later on and says, hey, Joseph, we need to talk. I'm pregnant. Imagine how that conversation went, right? Like, you know, Joseph's like, whoa, time out. We haven't slept together. Uh-uh. Like, like, he could have just immediately gotten angry. He could have immediately dismissed her. By law, he could have taken her immediately to the streets, put her on public trial, and then found her guilty and had capital punishment done to her. 
killed her on the streets. That's how they thought about adultery back then. That's what could have happened. So you know there's a lot of despair and darkness and stuff that's going over Joseph. And we see it in the scripture. It reads like this. It says, and this is from the book of Matthew. This is another, what I call biography, a guy writing about Jesus. He said, this is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. So again, he could have just publicly taken her out there and they could have put her on trial. But, but what we see in his life is that he paused and said, no, I, I, I'm going to... I'm going to handle this differently. That, that I'm, going to, I'm going to just try to do right by her, and this is not how I want my life to go. And this, I was not expecting divorce in this early stages, but, but this is what she's decided to do. So I'm going to let her go, and I'm going to figure out how to go live on this way. And then look what happens next. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, The angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her is conceived by the Holy Spirit, as she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That that when, when Joseph is hearing this, through the words of the angel, the word of God is coming, and he's putting two things together and recognizing, wait, Jesus is coming to save us from our sins. Again, this is where he recognizes God is for me, and God is with me. Let me keep going. And this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means... God is with us. So in Joseph's story, we see the same thing happening that he is that God speaks to him and lets him know, I am for you and I am with you. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel commanded and took Mary as his wife. So what is it that we see in these two stories? We see depression, we see distress, we see despair, we see darkness, we see joy, we see happiness. We see that in Mary, we see it in Joseph, we see, we see all of these emotions. Yet, whatever emotion they were going through, you also see that they realized God is for me and God is with me. And I want each and every one of us today, everybody in this room, Everybody watching online, I want us to see that God is for you and God is with you. But how do you recognize that? The secret? Pause. Like like the secret, I think, is in these two words, pause and do what is proper. Pause, that, that Mary paused. She heard from the angel, heard what was being said. She said, may may the Lord's will be done. But then what did she do? She went to see Elizabeth. 
She went to see the proof. She paused to see, is God's word true? And she got a testimony from Elizabeth. She got proof of what was going on. There was a pause. She recognized, it is true that I found favor with God. It is true that God is with me. And then she went and did what was proper. And we see it in Joseph's story. We see it big time in Joseph's story because he heard what had happened from Mary and then he paused. Paused so much that he started to think like rather than react in the moment, let me pause and think about what I should do right now. See, I think too many times we're really good at reacting in the moment. True? Like like we're really good at, at we hear something, we see something, and we react. What would it look like if we just paused a little bit? Think about the next time you're on social media and you see something and you want to just react. I think our world would be a whole lot better if we would all pause and think about it for a day before we started clicking on our keyboard. True? I got a couple that are with me at least up front. I think we'd be a whole lot better that, that when we enter a conversation with somebody and maybe they say something and you don't like what they said, if we would pause. And think about it before we responded. See, see, I think what Joseph did, I think he actually slept on it. Like it says that an angel came to him in a dream. Now that could have been a dream like a vision. It could have been. But, but the way I read it, what I see is he was like, man, God, I really don't know what I'm supposed to do. Maybe I should just dismiss her, dismiss her quietly. I'm going to sleep on it. I'm going to pause. And I think many of us would do a lot better in life if we would just maybe go sleep on something. If we would pause. Because in the midst of the pause, what did Mary see? That God was for her and that God was with her. In the midst of the pause, what did Joseph see? That God was for him and that God was with him. See, when when you're having a great day, pause. And remember, God is for you, and he is with you. When you're having a bad day, pause. And remember, God is for you, and he is with you. When you're having a a crisis, God is for you, and God is with you. When, When you get news of tragedy... Pause. Don't react. Don't, don't immediately be like, God hates me. God's against me. No, pause. And think in the moment of that tragedy, his word is never fails. His word never fails. He is for me. And he is with me. I know, I know when tragedy hits, it's so easy to think God is against me. Why did he let this happen? It's been so easy for Mary to go, why did this happen? It's been so easy for Joseph to go, why is this happening? But what Joseph recognized in the moment was God is for me and God is with me. And he had to do it by a step of faith, right? Well, like Mary probably recognized it a little bit quicker. Like when she recognized she was pregnant, like, like changes start happening in the body. The emotions start to, I need to be careful there. But ladies, am I right? Your emotions change. 
Y'all allowed to say that. I know I'm not. Um, but, but she would have caught it a little quicker. Joseph, he had to walk in faith and say, I'm going to pause. I'm going to recognize that he's for me, that he's with me. Then I'm going to do what is proper. And what Joseph decided is he heard the word of the Lord and he said, I'm going to do what is proper. And he took Mary as his wife. Guys, I want to make sure you hear this. It didn't get easier. It got harder. Because now he's got Mary as his wife and people are judging him about about this child and how that's working. They had to flee for their life down to Egypt for a while. His life got harder. But he knew God is for me and God is with me, so I'll do what is proper even if it isn't easy. And that's what we need to do. Because when we start walking that, then we can find joy. Because joy is eternal. Joy isn't temporary. Joy isn't a season. Because see, Christmas isn't a season. Christmas isn't a holiday. It's not a date on the calendar. Christmas is a person and his name is Jesus. So what I do is I simply go to Jesus because he is for me and he is against, he is with me, excuse me. He is for me and he is with me. And so this morning, as we go in this time of response, I want us to pause. I want us to reflect. And maybe you're here today and, 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 and you know that Jesus is for you. You know that he's with you. And you're just going to stand and worship with your hands up saying, yes, I have joy. I have great joy because he is with me. And he is for me. And you're just going to celebrate. Others of you, like you're having to be reminded of that today. Maybe you've got some difficulties you've been walking through. And maybe for you, you're just going to come up and take communion. And you're going to say like, I want to remember that he's for me and that he's with me. I'm going to pause and do that. And then I'm going to do what is proper. And maybe for you today, like, like you've been living your life apart from Jesus. Maybe you've been living your life thinking that he's against you and you've been against him. But maybe today is a day where all of that changes. I had a young man that I had a, a chance to talk to on Friday night who uh, I was at an event. And he gave his life to the Lord. And then at the 830 service, he took the step of baptism. Because he said, I know that God is for me. He's got a purpose for me. And maybe you're here today and you've been walking and, and thinking God's against you and you've been against God. But maybe today is a day where all of that changes where you pause and you realize that God is for you and that he wants to be with you so you surrender your life to him by doing what is proper and saying Jesus I want to I want to surrender or maybe today you've just got a heavy load maybe you're dealing with some depression maybe you're dealing with some despair you haven't been talking to anybody about it. Maybe today's the day where you say, man, I just want somebody to pray with me. We'll have some prayer counselors over there in that corner who'd be happy to pray with you. We'll have some prayer counselors in the back who'd be happy to pray with you. 
like today's a day just to say, hey, I've been going through some despair, but I want to recognize the joy because I want to remember that he is for me and that he is with me. So today would be a great day to respond and do what is proper. So let's pause and then let's do what is proper like Joseph did and like Mary did. Why don't you stand with me and I'm going to pray and we'll go into this time of response.